We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, all of these things that God has given us are given through His exceeding great and precious promises. Well, now, if God's given them to us, where are they? Well, they're in the promises of God. That's the seed to it. Now, the Word of God, Paul says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So then, we know that God's Word is filled with faith. Isn't that right? So there wasn't any faith in it. You couldn't get any faith by hearing. But because God's Word is filled with faith, and let me just stop here and say that I call Faith, the divine energy of God. That's just the definition the Spirit of God dropped in my heart. It's the divine energy of God. There's sufficient faith in every promise in the Bible to cause the manifestation of it in the life of every person that will believe it and act on it. There's enough faith in it to do that. But yet, how do you get that faith transferred from the Word of God into your spirit, into the soil or into the heart? That seed, see. It is a seed. You get it in there by speaking it. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing what? Hearing you say what God says. It didn't say that faith cometh by reading. It said faith cometh by hearing. There has to be a sound. Now it'll come more quickly if you hear yourself speaking it. You could get faith by hearing someone else say the word of God. But it'll come more quickly if you say it yourself. Now this is how Jesus said you plant the seed in the soil of your heart. The 17th chapter of Luke, a classic example of it. The apostle said to the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. And Jesus said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now forget the word mustard. Because we get involved with that and miss the whole point. He's saying if you had faith as a seed, you would say to the sycamine tree. That represents an obstacle in your path. I mean, they're probably walking down a path, and this tree is right in their path, and he's using that as an object lesson. He said, fellas, you don't need more faith, but if you had faith as a seed, it doesn't take a lot of faith, just faith as a seed. You would say, see, the Greek says you would say, the King James says you might say. But now if you look at the interlinear Greek, it's a stronger word. It says you would say, and it would obey you. didn't say a thing about it obeying God. It said it would obey you. But see, God's in it because it's his word. Now, where would you get the faith to believe that? From that word itself. That's the only place you can get it. You can't get it anywhere else. So it couldn't be wrong to do what Jesus said to do, could it? Even though people write books and say it's of the occult or all kinds of squirrely things. Well, Jesus said, if you say to the tree, be plucked up by the root, be planted in the sea, it would obey you. Now, what he told him was was two great faith secrets. One is that faith works like a seed, and the way you plant it is to say it. That's the way you plant it. You say it. Now, doesn't that agree with what Paul said? The word is nigh thee, it's in your mouth, and then in your heart. See, it gets in here, gets in you, gets into the saw when you get it in your mouth. You speak it into your heart. And then, of course, the disciples... We're talking about the context of that scripture is that if a man does something to you, transgresses against you seven times in a day and repents and asks forgiveness, thou shalt forgive him. And the apostle said, Lord, increase our faith. They knew that they'd have to have faith to do that. Now, see, we missed some things there. They understood that you can do things through faith you can't do any other way. You can fail for 50 years. 
and succeed if you go by the faith route. I mean trying to turn over a new leaf and all kinds of things that you try to put human energy into. But if you get a hold of the Word of God and get the divine energy of God in you, you can be successful in that. Now Jesus said in one place, 490 times in one day. Now brother, you'd have to have faith to forgive a fellow, wouldn't you? You want to bust him in the lip the second time, you don't want to forgive him. But now listen to what Jesus said. If you had faith in the seed, you would say... To the sycamine tree. Now what in the world does a sycamine tree have to do with it? See, it's an obstacle. In other words, the context of it is, if you have somebody that's done something against you and you can't forgive them. Have you ever heard people say, I just can't forgive so and so. You just don't know what they did to me. No, I don't know what they did to you, but I know what unforgiveness will do for you. It'll turn you over to the tormentor. And all your praying and all my praying won't do any good until you forgive devil will make havoc of your life until you forgive. Now, if you don't believe that, read the 18th chapter of Matthew. It'll make your hair stand up like mine. Take you four days to get it calmed down. <laughs> but now, you see, Jesus said you would say to it. What's he saying? He's using it as an object lesson. In other words, the context of it is you ought to say to unforgiveness, I will forgive them, I won't have unforgiveness. I'm saying in the name of Jesus, I forgive them. I don't care how I feel. In the name of Jesus, I've made a decision by faith, I forgive them. I'm saying it in Jesus' name, I do forgive them. I do forgive them, I do forgive them, I do forgive them. Thank God I do forgive them. And eventually he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now you talk to people that say, well, I just can't forgive. You see people crippled with arthritis for years and years. Medical science has proved that strife and unforgiveness makes many diseases worse and even brings them on. And they just say, I just can't forgive so-and-so. How long have you been saying that? Well, 40 years now. Worked good, didn't it? You was planted a seed and you're reaping the harvest. Turn it around and start saying, I do forgive them. You may not want to forgive them. You may wish to God you didn't have to, but you do. Or you can't be forgiven. So you start saying that. And the ability to cause it to come to pass is in the Word itself. Can you see that? The divine energy of God is released in that promise right there. And if you'll speak it, it'll get inside you. And eventually, it'll be just as easy. Why? Because you sowed a seed and eventually you reaped a harvest. But now here's the point I want you to get, and get it well. It doesn't happen just because you said it once. Here's where most Christians miss it. They say, well, I'm going to try that. Well, I'll be the first to tell you, it won't work if you try it. Are you listening to me? It only works when you do it. One guy said, I'll tell you, this faith stuff doesn't work. I confessed 300 times in one day I had a new car and I didn't get it. Well, you wonder about a guy like that. When he gets up in the morning, wonder how he finds the floor. <laughs> you think maybe he jumps off on the wall or something, slides down the wall. No. See, he missed the whole point altogether. It's believing, doubting not in your heart, and believing what you say will come to pass. Most Christians won't spend the time and diligence to control their vocabulary to where they believe what they're saying will come to pass. And when you speak all kinds of things you don't believe or don't want to come to pass, then when it comes time to speak a word of faith, your words just fall to the ground. They don't mean a thing. I mean, it's like sowing them on the turn row, on the hard soil. 
in rocky soil, it won't produce anything. But if you'll give diligence to speak only what you believe to come to pass. Now, that's why Jesus said, let your yea be yea and your nay nay. Anything more than that cometh of evil. In a multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. I mean, we're all time saying things. Well, there was a million bees out on the front porch. Twenty-nine by actual count. <laughs> See, we say all kinds of things that hinders us spiritually and hinders us from entering into the provisions that God made. It won't happen just because you say it once or twice. You're not going to die because you said tickle me to death. But yet, you see, you don't want to go around saying these things because you don't believe them. Therefore, it affects your faith when you go to say something that you do want to believe. Can you understand what I'm saying? This is making any sense to you. See, that's what I'm talking about when I say a working knowledge of the Word. In the past 15 years, I've learned some things by trial and error. And I've said some things. You know, after you develop yourself to believe what you say will come to pass, you better be careful what you say then. Because it'll come to pass sometimes overnight. The more highly developed you get in releasing your faith in words, the quicker you'll have the manifestation. I mean, it just amplifies it. But you see, most people give up before they ever get there. Now, I started out to tell you this and I got sidetracked. The first stages of confessing the Word of God is doing very little more than causing faith to come. Do you understand that? It's causing faith to come. It's changing your image. You begin to see things different because of what you say. The reason many people see themselves failing is the way they talk. Well, they couldn't anybody make a living out of this business. We're going bankrupt, sure as the world. Well, they didn't really believe that when they said it. They were just disgusted, what the Bible calls hard-hearted. But you say that long enough and it gets into your spirit. You speak it right down in here. It's a seed that's sown inside you. And you'll start making dumb decisions and you'll prove that what you said will come to pass. Now that's the way it works. You sow a seed and you reap a harvest. You hear people say, well, I always make dumb decisions. You watch and see, I'll make the wrong decision. I guarantee you, you will. Jesus prophesied you would and that you would fail. Because you're saying it out of your own mouth and you're planting a seed that is incorruptible and given time, it will come to pass. You'll live out the reality of what you said in your everyday life. Now what I want you to get a hold of is the fact that in the beginning stages of saying and confessing the Word of God is causing faith to come, it's changing your heart, it is creating an image inside you that agrees with the Word of God. That's what it's doing. It's doing very little to affect the thing. In other words, if it's in the area of finances, and you know you've got a note on your house due at the end of the year, don't wait till December 25th to start confessing the Word of God. I'm glad you joined us for the broadcast today. Before we leave the broadcast, I'll remind you that all of this week we have a CD offer number 7311. That's 7311. It's called Authority and the Anointing. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. It'll be a blessing to you. Authority and the anointing. In Hebrews, the second chapter, the scripture says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Notice talking about man and the son of man. 
Thou madest him a little lower than angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and did set him over the work of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all things in subjection under him, he left nothing that was not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than angels. Now, actually, the word here for angel is Elohim. It's not angels at all. It's a little lower than God's for the suffering of death, for crowned with the glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Now, this is important to understand. When you read Genesis, the first chapter, you find that God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. If you don't know you have dominion, the devil's going to run over you roughshod. You have to know what dominion you have and the authority that you have and know that Jesus healed because he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power. But you see, we have authority, but if we don't have the anointing, we cannot do things that Jesus did. But we have access to that same anointing. So what we need to realize is that God created man in his image and gave them authority over all the work of his hands, Psalm 8 reveals. But if you don't know that you have authority, then you don't operate in that anointing because there is anointing that goes along with that, and Jesus was the man that showed us how it would work on this earth. We'll give you insight into how to operate in these truths. That's offer number 7311 for a total of $27. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.